With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, and happy post-Super Bowl edition of P4P Real Talk. You know what this means. This program is sponsored by P4P Muscle, the number one drug-free sponsorship in the world. If you are a drug-free athlete and are looking for a solid foundation to stand on as well as a vehicle to drive your goals like a Mack truck through ice cream, then check us out at P4PMuscle.com. And now let's talk. I am Desiree Fletcher Carruthers, and my partner in crime is Kaylin Patterson, and together we are P4P Real Talk. So a lot going on, a lot going on. I mean, Super Bowl just ended. I don't know how many of you were happy with the outcome, but being a Midwesterner, I had to root for the Kansas City Chiefs, and they did not disappoint. They did not disappoint, although there were a couple of times, I'm not going to lie, I was nervous. I was nervous. Some of those turnovers just had me sitting on the edge of my seat, but they pulled it out. And uh, and that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And then there was that uh, halftime show. I, I, you know, there have been mixed reviews on the halftime show, so I'm not really sure um, where everyone sits. Um, you know, it was kind of interesting watching it with my 11-year-old, but I thought, you know, it was super entertaining, high energy. I mean, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira, they dance their little hearts out. So it, you know, year to year, I never know quite what to expect, and quite frankly, I don't even remember last year's halftime show so either I wasn't watching although I'm pretty sure that I was or it just wasn't that memorable so I don't know I don't know what you guys are thinking about that but uh, do let us know Kaylin Patterson should be joining us shortly and we are going to be talking more about the Super Bowl from the um, snacking perspective. So we're going to be touching on surviving that Super Bowl feeding frenzy. But before we get that far, we also just wrapped up the caucuses here in Iowa. So that is a big deal. And it's yep, a yeah. doubly big deal because this year was a, was kind of a debacle. <laughs> it was kind of a debacle. That worse than that. Although I think, I think the media, though, in my opinion, I think the media is making a bigger deal out of it than what it needs to be. Okay, so they were trying out a new technology. They did work. not have the capacity to test it fully it once they had large people in small spaces using their cell phones all at the same time. Not everybody was downloading the app correctly. Not everybody followed instructions, which is par for the course. I mean, come on. Who who is going to really follow the instructions they're supposed to do before they hit a polling site? Probably half the people don't even know that there were instructions. I know, whoever does. So you have that going on. But they had a paper backup because they were testing a new technology. So all was not lost, and they actually took their time to make sure that they were getting the correct results before they released them to avoid a repeat of uh, I don't even forget the year, but it was a Republican caucus where they announced the, uh, they announced the wrong winner, and they announced Romney as the winner, and of course Romney was not. So they did not do that. They did not do that. But that's all they can talk about is what a debacle it is. All right, let's get past it. You guys got the paper votes. You're counting. You're getting good information out. Let's move on to some real news. I mean, really, so somebody I don't know, celebrated Caleb. before they should have? Is that what it was? No, nobody celebrated what they should have What the, before they should have. What they're saying is, or why they are downing the Democratic Party, is because the 
app didn't work the way it was, so the caucus results were delayed, and that they should have been out much sooner than this. So, so that's what the big hubbub is. So, but right now, as far as the Democrats go, Buttigieg is in the lead, I believe, with Sanders coming in second and Elizabeth Warren third at the moment, and uh, Biden is fourth with the current numbers. We don't have 100% of the caucus numbers just yet. Well, he, uh, I know that Buttigieg was already celebrating, so that's why I was asking because I had- I was what what they're showing on the internet is the coin toss, and I was like, wow, that that doesn't seem appropriate. But if they're still doing the count, then we'll just leave it leave it alone until it's all said and done. Yeah, that's right. So we'll see what it says when it's all said and done. Buttigieg may be a little premature, but uh, we will see. Yeah. But he's 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 pretty strong in this part of the country anyway. So I don't think uh, coast to coast he's going to carry every state. I think it's going to oh, okay. be pretty split among the remaining candidates, but we will have to see um, we will have to see what's going on. But the president is going to give his State of the Union address tonight, so be sure to tune in for that as well if you are interested, and you should be, and you should be. We're going into an election year. Important decisions need to be made, and uh, it is a privilege to be part of the process, whether you like the yes, candidates or not. Each and every person is an integral role. Um, has an integral role to play. So be informed and be sure to vote. Get out and do it. Do it to it. Well, I I always say if if you're going to complain, you better be doing everything possible to be part of the process because if you're not, then you have no right to complain because you are part of the problem. Yep, exactly. If you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problemo. Yes, and that's no bueno. And that is no bueno, no bueno. You know what else is no bueno, Kaylin? What's that? This crazy story that you were telling me about someone gained 23 pounds the night of the uh, Super Bowl. I still don't even know how that is physically possible. Well, I know how it's possible. Well, I understand they severely overate, but 23 pounds in one night, I feel like yes. there's, there's, there's something else going on there. Got to be. Oh, yeah. No, no, I, it's one of those where it's what we would call in, in, in personal training the perfect storm, where everything that could possibly go wrong at the right time did. So there was just uh, any imaginable problem adding to the already existing problem and making it much worse than it could have been. So instead of adding to a problem, it was basically multiplying because everything was set up to be exactly wrong at the worst time. Because I, I, I don't know if anybody's – well, I know you. we have listeners that are out of the gym, so I'm not going to say a name, guys. It's just not going to happen. But uh, where you start your pregame, and I always laugh at that, because basically we used to call that well, before you went out and we'd start drinking, basically, so we didn't have to pay so money, much money for alcohol when we actually got out and then you have the Buffalo wild wings and they're doing the sale and basically, you know, adding to it because they want everybody to be happy and quiet and watching the game, the Super Bowl, And then the large pizza after the celebration, you know, to see what was going on. And then uh, what was that TV show that came on after the masked singer? I think that's what it was. Oh, yeah. They were a big time sponsor this year. Yeah, so there was that, and I guess it was pretty entertaining. So basically the eating and festivities were still going, and then there's the basically uh, the, the the killer, basically the last nail in the spike for the railroad to make it all the way, and that was the cheesecake that was homemade with extra everything. Uh, cool Whip. Uh, I mean, it, 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 it was just... Your your heart breaks when you hear it because like your it it sounds so good everything that was happening and it was so much fun everybody was having a great night I mean like it's it, like personal wise it was a lot of bad choices but there was a lot of fun in the night so I don't knock 
the 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 situation. I mean, I've I've been there where it's like, man, I ate too much, or man, I did so. So you know, I'm, I'm this isn't ridiculing because there were many people that were derailed on this out of our gym. I can only imagine nationwide or worldwide. Yeah, anybody that loves football, when you have a game that exciting, there's a lot going on and there's a lot to distract you from being focused on what you're supposed to be doing. And I know before I really started counting calories, I was the person that was always reaching in the bag of chips seven times too many because it just seems to be more and more in the bag. So I, I get it. I really do. But that's or just to see the heartbreak when uh, the step on the scale and hoping it didn't too bad or wasn't too bad. And then you have basically the scale telling the truth and you were praying it was lying. And I mean, to the point where you go to a, a doctor and get an extra personal checkup just to see if their scale was going to show different than what we had. And it, it, it was just heartbreaking because then, you know, it's like, well, you can screw all this. I'm going to quit. You know how people get, get, get into their feelings and, and basically collapse emotionally. So and, and that's what hurt. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to jump in here just for a second because I, I, I let us into the, the middle of the story. So why don't you back us up? And talk to us from the beginning. So what my understanding is, is that at Fit Body U, you guys were running a weight loss challenge. And there were several folks that were in it, progressing, doing well, up until the Super Bowl game. So I'm interested in the background of what the competition was, how it was supposed to work, all that stuff, yada, yada, yada. But then, I mean... How I mean, you know you have this thing coming up, but you know you're in the middle of a challenge. So how do you just I I don't know. How do you just drop the ball like that? How do you not drop the ball on on your on your health goals when you have fun events coming up? Yes. Okay, well what the thing is from holiday to holiday, uh Mike Newman does basically a weight loss challenge to kickstart you know, because basically he's like, why wait for the New Year's resolution before you start taking your health seriously? And that's a very good question, a very valid point. And then he came yep. up with the idea of holiday to holiday. And so each holiday, from one holiday to the next, we have this uh, weight loss challenge. So to make the New Year's resolution even more uh, motivational, he was going to give everybody that lost 15 pounds, he is going to give everyone that loses 15 pounds, uh, during the time from January 1st, New Year's, to uh, February 4th, uh, the, uh, goodness gracious, Valentine's Day, he, he's going to give a free hoodie if they they meet that goal. They have to attend the gym so many days, and if they meet all the requirements, then they re- there's no stipulation other than that. And we've already had uh, five people out of my kickboxing class and uh, the circuit training that have reached that goal. So it really, you know, kicked a lot of other people in the gear because, you know, basically saying it's not going to happen in that amount of time. Well, not, it's not only happening, but it's happening before time. So basically they're already in the winning because they've lost the weight and now they've got to maintain it. So most of them are going from 15 to 20 pounds, which is still, you know, it can still be done without any risk to health or, or, or having legitimate health concerns for overstressing the body or your diet. So it, it's it's a really good format. It's really going well. And a lot of people that were just starting, of course, are losing much more weight than they expected, a lot sooner than expected. And I think this is one of those situations, like I said, it was a perfect storm, and they were thinking, I still have time to lose that weight. And, you know, they, they, were lose, they lost, I think they were in the realm of maybe 8 to 10 pounds. Most of them, because we had quite a few that, that, that fell off. Some of them can still get it if they really push, because, you know, a lot of it is water weight. But uh, when you gain that much, you basically derailed everything. So, you know, there's still another quarter to, to have this opportunity, but it's not to the point where it's going to be successful for this, uh, this scheduled uh, period. And, you know, to do so would be an incredible risk to the person's health because it's just such a seesaw i can't imagine what their heart liver and kidneys are going to have to endure if they were trying to lose that 15 pounds plus because you know they 
they're well over their weight that they even started. So it, it's it's one of those where it's heartbreaking, and like I said, it's just where you're having a great time. This person is very family-oriented. They had friends over, family over. Everybody was having a great time. I, I think the alcohol added to the 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 overindulging. And when they were showing me the, the, the cream cheesecake strawberry, I was like, oh, wow, that that is pretty pretty good. Uh, with, you know, with a whipped topping bucket for each person that, that wanted one, I was like, oh, wow, that's it, – it, everything yeah. makes go wrong. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm concerned that there isn't some other underlying health risk that's that's there because I don't care how much you ate and yeah you're carrying a lot of water weight so I can take that into consideration but 23 pounds in one night I mean I I can just hear the stretch marks growing for that kind of a swing unless that person was just that big to begin with but even so that is astronomical to me that is astronomical to me so not only did they have a perfect feeding frenzy storm, but I just feel like something else is triggering there and or they weren't tracking what they were supposed to be tracking as closely as they should have or they didn't or they weren't as honest about their starting weight as they should have been or just not honest about this whole process whatsoever and they've been steadily gaining weight and just didn't realize and thought, oh, I'm doing okay, all that little bit's not making a difference, when really it's been adding up for weeks, and the Super Bowl was just, you know, the Cheeto that broke the camel's back. Oh, the Cheeto, but I love that. Something no, is not okay, adding up. Thing. Anyone that wants to get in on this has to be weighed and the body mass and body fat index done by either Mike or myself. So we okay. have the starting point and everybody's got to put that in. They have to check in every week to basically keep, you know, keep, we keep them honest that way. Cause there's, like you said, there's plenty of ways that, it, but we're, it's the, the gym is just too attentive to let something like that get past us. So the weight check-in is with us every week. So, you know, everything was going up to snuff. And that's why we can feel that that pain and loss with them, wow. because we're basically walking with them the whole way. And then to have them weighed Friday, and then weigh again Monday, and you know, that, well, then something's wrong with you guys' scale. And I was like, well, it's been right all this time. Why would it take the weekend off, you know, to basically screw you uh, over? So that was the then. Then yeah. you have to basically, it's like, I guess we need a food anonymous instead of just an alcohol anonymous because we went through denial, the the basically the admittance, then the regret, and then the shame, and then, you know, just the the emotional just let go. And I was like, well, don't binge out now because, you know, it's just you're already at risk. Because for me, I already know that much weight loss and weight gain. Your body just yeah. doesn't adapt that fast, so no. the last thing you want to do is watch them, you know, just go overboard and go straight off the cliff. So that was one of the oh. concerns. So we were constant contact, constant communication, and then we had other members from the gym that knew them personally to to speak out on their behalf and speak to them because you know you, you don't kick people when they're down for sure, and then when you're no. having the, the goals that are met being met and then you have one day and you know like I said we know better and at some point our stomachs are used to basically reaching that point of not really being full but being fed and and so we know when to stop and and basically you know a bodybuilder a a lifter they know when to say when even when they don't want to there's been plenty of times I stepped away from the table knowing I wanted to eat more knowing I wanted to eat more. As you've been over to the house, you've had some of the food. So you know, I mean, they can cook. They can throw down. So there's always that in the back of my head, that just like Mama used to make, and I know that, you know, it can be done. So I've, I've been to that point, but thank God that I can say when now, like instead of basically just going where I'm overstuffed and having to deal with the uncomfortable, stretched stomach or whatever. 
But this is yes. one where everything, like I said, with with the with the addition of the alcohol, I'm not giving excuses, guys. This is not saying it's okay to do this. You're you're going at an extreme level on all fronts, and your body doesn't know what to do with anything because it's basically being given way more than your body's been learning over the weeks and you know this period, um, basically a month, and then some. So. It, it's it's a tough spot to be, but you can't beat them up over that, and 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 that's what people you know where they screw. That's we've all been there. Honestly, we've all been there, and we should understand that. You know, thankfully we're not there anymore. But you don't just throw them under the bus and say, you know, this is how this is what you expect for doing that. Because yeah, it's true. That's a very true statement. But the Super Bowl, I said it should be a national holiday because honestly. It, when that was just basically the tip of the iceberg because then everyone else is coming in and they didn't do to the extreme what we had for this person. But there are many that basically had, uh, I mean, it, it was a vast difference from a Friday check-in. And then, you know, you kind of wonder, that I think they already knew because we don't do check-in, wait, wait check-ins on Monday. But this is what everybody was doing. And then we, I said, well, shoot, but, and then something's going on here. And then I was thinking, well, yeah, because of the holiday, what I should call it a holiday, Super Bowl holiday, because uh, I can't tell you how many people that were coming in at noon that normally came in during uh, the morning time. So just think about that, how many call-offs were done. I was like, well, then we need to just well, go ahead and make this a holiday. Well, go they ahead. were saying, I think they, they shared some stat during the Super Bowl, and I I probably have this wrong. I'll I'll check it out. But, uh, like, something around, like, 17 million people or something like that take the day after the Super Bowl off from work. Well, I don't blame them. Because of all the partying at the Super Bowl party. Yes. Yes. If you could have seen, I mean, our parking lot was filled to the brim. People were, were basically, I felt we should have had numbers for, to take for the machines so they could make sure that they were ready when the, their number was called up. It, it was just insane. And I said, this is what we should have had for the New Year's resolution. Instead, we had to wait till after the Super Bowl to get that kind of parking lot. It was just packed to the gills. And I was thanking God that all my yeah. guys were done for the morning because I yeah. did not want to have to sit there and deal with all of that. So I was I was close. Fourteen million people last year. So these are last year's number. Last year, an mm-hmm. estimated fourteen million people were planning to take off work the day after the Super Bowl on what's become the most famous sick day of the year. Hashtag Super Sick Monday. Forty percent of Americans say they're sleep deprived after Super Bowl. Yes, I don't doubt that. Because I know so they my say it's known as Super Bowl fever, Super Sick Monday, or even Monday. <laughs> uh, that'll work. Well, that'll yeah, work. I guess if you're you're faced with a food coma or you're up too late partying or too many cold malted beverages, yeah, there I can see why Monday might be a little rough. Yes. And, okay, so now here's the thing. And I, like I said, it – we know better, so we do better. I mean, because if you're convicted to know, then you're convicted to do. And we always know the regulations that are involved in that. But this is a way to basically beat the stress of stressing yourself over what you what you know not to do. Because, like I said, we've all been put in those situations. We all, we're going to basically be put in those situations to the day we die. You just have to overcome them. And the easiest way that I knew – and I'll go back to when I was getting over the, the Super Bowl uh, fandom of it. And uh, that was basically regulating myself before I got to where I was going. So most of the time I would mm-hmm. eat a light meal before I got to the, to the uh, wherever the party was going to happen. Uh, you know, interact with the people, but not interact with the food. And I, that was one of the toughest things that I had to learn was interacting with people without interacting with the food. And it, there, there is a difference. There is a big difference in that because most of the time you can restrict yourself with the beverages if you're learning how to do so. But the food thing is like it's, it's part of our lives. It's part of our culture. 
and people expect you to eat when they're eating, and there you don't have to trick them. You don't have to sit there and basically like do something that you know that's not considered part of your character. But you can interact with the people while they're eating the food without having to do so. Because I know that you have the checks next, the basically the warm up food before you eat. So these these you know extra carbs that you cannot handle. Uh, then you have the basically like the Cheeto that broke the camel's back. I love that because there were Cheetos everywhere. And I don't know how furniture doesn't get ruined with so many people eating in the Cheetos. Um, so all these excessive carbs, stay away from. You know, you can bring your uh, – I had uh, celery. I had my celery with me. And I was dipping it into the, the sauce, uh, the, like the ranch, the dip. So I had that. Um, there's, there's ten. It's almost like prepping for a party is the way yep. I, that I was doing. Yeah, so I was basically staying in line with my food, not smelling all the good food, and basically abstaining. There, there's, I, my mom had made the ribs. My pastor had made the ribs. I had just asked if they could do it without the sauce. So basically I'm getting my protein without having to basically get all that extra sugar, uh, high fructose corn syrup, and, and all the other things that you don't need. So you're still in eating food with them as it's happening, and and there's not that pressure to be pressured to eat because nobody wants to have all these leftovers because that's the worst thing they can do is plan the party and then have no one eating, and it's just kind of an insult to the host. So you you can eat the food, you just don't have to overeat. Uh, the the alcohol, I can't even speak on that because I, I I I'm one of those people that has to abstain no matter what, or I destroy myself. Uh, other people, if you're going to plan that, plan those calories into your whatever you're doing. But if you have six or seven in an hour's time, you're not going to be tracking your macro. Let's be honest about it. So, yep. you know, there's there's things you could do. Uh, Des, what would you say that has to happen? Well, you know, some of the tips that I was sharing going into the Super Bowl is, you know, A, and this is just in addition to what Kalen is talking about because he's already shared several good tips on how to manage eating at a special event, whether it's a holiday, whether it's Super Bowl, birthday, whatever it might be. But understand what kind of eater you are. Do you prefer you to go. eat your calories? Do you prefer to eat your calories or do you prefer to drink your calories? If you're like me, and, um, you know, and I'm not sure where Kalen falls in this, but I think he's like me. You prefer to eat your calories. You want to yeah. eat more food instead of, you know, filling your stomach with a drink. So if that's the case, then, you know, you know you're going to be surrounded by a lot of snacks, all of them high-calorie, unhealthy for the most part, um, yeah. and then beverages that are along the same line. So, you know, one of the tips that I said is if you're if you prefer to eat your calories, then set yourself up by not going calorie for calorie with the drinks and the food, but cut back on the drinks. If they're not as important to you, then, you know, don't drink the carbonated or sugary beverages. If that's not that important to you, go for water. I'm always going to recommend going for the water. But if you still have that itch for, you know, a car a carbonated beverage, then you know, go for the tiny cans. If if they provide those or if you're the one providing the beverages, just purchase the tiny cans and drink a tiny can. Have a glass of water in between the itty-bitty can of pop and then, you know, pace yourself that way. If the big cans are there, if a bottle is there, get a smaller cup or only fill your cup about half full. And, you know, find someone to share a can with if you can. Um, and then that way, again, drink drink your beverage, but then have a glass of water in between. And you're just going to get more full that way um, because of the beverage sloshing around with all that food. It's going to fill your stomach up faster. and But you'll be taking in fewer calories because you're not just filling your cup to the brim of all of these there liquid you calories, which you don't even think about. And really, liquid calories stack up so much faster than the eaten calories sometimes. Um, oh, even do more. Because we, we don't think about it. Yeah. And they're, they're, you know, calorie per calorie, you're going to get twice as many in a sugary beverage than you are a mouthful of dessert. Yes. And so, there's nothing to slow that. down that sugar. There's absolutely nope. nothing to slow it down. Straight so to it, the bloodstream. Yes. 
It's not going to be counteracted. It's not going to be counteracted as well um, as, you know, a bite of that cheesecake if you threw some protein in with it. And that's, you know, rolling through your GI tract. Those lipids are running straight through you. I should have took a picture of that cheesecake. The fact that they got a tub of uh, Cool Whip to go with it. I was like, oh, Oh. (laughs) my God. I I really felt bad. Yikes. I know you said we don't kick them when they're down, but who thought that was a good idea? Especially if you're no in the one. middle of a weight loss challenge. No one. You know, get a little get a little spray thing of a spray can of Ready Whip and just put a little on it and not a whole tub. To just for taste, yeah. Just for taste. I, 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 I feel awful. <laughs> Uh, especially with uh, being so close to those numbers, and now you're basically 30 pounds over. Oh, um, man. I yeah, mean, psychologically, guys, like, that is, that, oh, yeah. that, I just can't even put into words how tough that is. And the fact that they're still trying to hang in there is a, a major plus, because most people would have gone home and just said, well, the heck with it, and just opened up a second yes. tub of whipped cream and just went for it. Because and the damage is already done. Yes. Exactly. The damage doesn't have to be worse. Stop the madness. Stop the madness. Don't make it worse. Just come yes. back down off Especially the roof. Off the the My concern was the health risk because if you're already overboard and you're already taking in water at the ship, you're going to sink even faster and a and, and lot worse than you than you could ever imagine. Uh, we take our health for granted. In this nation, we definitely take our health for granted. And there's several uh, key points that shows that we take our health for granted, and we don't really want to deal with the, the harm that we're doing with our body. And one of them is calling, you know, being overweight a disease. This is something that we do to ourselves. I know I can remember the fella that did have a genetic uh, d- d- disorder, and no matter what he did, I mean, he could eat a piece of celery and it would store his body fat. And he, you know, he died as a, as a teenager. He was 19 years old when he passed away. So I'm very offended by that statement that people, you know, are, are overeating and they say it's a disease. That that really hurts because I had to live the life of a fella that lost his, his uh, battle with living because no matter what they did, they could not come up with something that could get his body to metabolize food correctly. Uh, the other thing is basically glamorizing uh, the the fact of people being overweight like it's an okay thing. I know that's not true. I've I've seen people's body parts cut off year after year after year because of the uh, the, the destruction that's done from being overweight and and out of uh, in bad health. Did you have to add something? I'm sorry. No, no, I'm just listening. Yeah, so it, I I don't agree with the way we identify with a problem. And it's being glossed over by saying, you know, we love the skin you're in. No, 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 no. Love a healthy body because you helped create it. God created you, and then you're going to take care of the temple that he gave you. That's the body that you love. That's with the mindset that loves Christ. But we're not going to sit there and just gloss over the fact that your bad health is some sort of good thing. It's, it's just not true. Um, we We don't because we're constantly glossing over the truth of the matter, we're basically accepting a lesser moral of understanding of how we should be addressing our body's health and our body's needs for staying healthy. And I was just talking to one of my clients today about how much better our lives are when we're in good health. So it's not something that a super bowl should be able to take out, but because of how we identify with the problems by not dealing with the problem, it's a little bit easier to be coaxed into doing a bad choice. And I think that's what happened because, you know, like everybody that's having a good time wants to keep having that good time until it's time to leave. And when you have people that you're comfortable around and people that you trust, sometimes they can get you to make a a poor decision. And I think there were just several people in that area and that just happened. Like I said, it was a perfect storm for a bad diet. And that's exactly what happened. And it, it just everything that you could possibly have to make it worse was 
right there at your fingertips. And like I said, with the addition of the alcohol, it's a much easier choice because tracking basically goes out the window. I'm here to tell you. I, I can't ever think of a time I was tracking my macro when I was inebriated. It just didn't happen. I probably didn't even I was. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, we have times like that. We have times in our life like that. But it doesn't have to basically destroy us emotionally. And thank God no. for good support. Well, thank God that the people were there in the corner, and thank God I—I I, I really had really hats off to everyone that I contacted that knew the person and was able to walk them back and get them back into the gym the day after. Because it usually, if if you miss a day, it's going to miss another day, and then it's going to miss a month, and before you know it, you're right back to a much worse situation than you initially started. That's Yep, no, I would have to agree. And you know what you were saying? It it reminds me of today, of all days. So I have uh, some little devotional readings and thoughts of the day that I have sent to me on a regular basis on my email because it's just easier for me to keep up with things that way. But it says, today's thought of the day was diet affects both physical and moral health. And in the, in the word moral, you really can encompass um, emotional health. And and it, and it does, and it can either spur you on to do better things or totally drag you back down to where you become defeated. And if you're defeated in one aspect of your life and your food and your diet being an important one that we don't really consider, you know, it triggers depression, it triggers um, hopelessness, it triggers a lot of things, all because of how we eat and how that eating makes us feel. So diet really is just so super important. And and the tough part of it is, and what Kaylin has been talking about is, you know, food is, it's a pastime for us. Just as much as yes. watching sports is a pastime, eating is a pastime. I mean, it's part of every single celebration. I mean, what kind of party can you remember, any of you remember going to where food wasn't an instrumental part of it? Not one. Not a, a baptism, not a graduation, not a home warming party, not a sports watching party. I mean, food is the center of everything. People, I mean, it just brings people together. Well, let's have, let's yes. get together and have dinner. Let's get together and drink coffee. Let's get together and eat or drink something. It drives everything that we do. And it's crazy wow. when you think about Preach it. And when that. people call overeating an addiction, I mean, it's, it's true. And, and we can't escape it. You have to work really hard and, you know, be very, be very deliberate like Kaylin was saying, that he was deliberate when he went to his Super Bowl party where he had it, he planned for it. He had his small meal before so he could still eat and be part of the activities without going overboard. He brought snacks that he could, um, you know, eat and, again, still be part of the festivities, but that, you know, that he could control that weren't going to totally destroy his diet and still gave his hands exactly. and mouth something to do. <laughs> While everybody else was doing the same thing, but they were doing it with, you know, other stuff, the Cheetos versus the celery stick. You know, you have to be very deliberate because when you're not, then, you know, the we like to call it a surprise and the unexpected outcome, but it's really not unexpected. You know, exactly what's going to happen is going to happen is you're going to overeat. Yes. And it happens to all of uh, us. It happens to me too. Yes, it does. Uh, one of the things I wanted to add is uh, emotional behavior on our part. And you're not better than anyone by making a healthier choice. You're just making a healthier choice. They can have the same option. They can do the same thing. So our body English, our body mechanics, and our body behavior have to be considered. You're not doing anything that makes you a special person other than being more concerned about your health as you should be. So when you're frowning up, when you're basically doing this, you're basically putting yourself at odds with the company and the people there, and that can set an environment that doesn't uh, help you with your food, and sooner or later they might gang up on you to basically see if you'll break. This is something that's uh, documented, it's been journaled. So be careful with that. Um, 
you're not better than anyone. You just have made a, a decision that's better for your health. If people are, are doing something that's, that's fun, you know, that's their right to do so. If you join in in that party, then you can, like I said, you can still engage with them, but you don't have to engage with the food. That's the one thing I want everyone to understand because it seems like uh, there's been a lot of people that thought, you know, to open their mouths and become the Debbie Downer of the party because they feel that they're somehow in a, in a better situation. You just made a choice about your health. Let's just leave it at that. Be part of the group, and if you feel like you don't fit in, then leave. You don't have to sit there and ruin everyone else's fun. You can be part of the fun without being part of the, the overeating or the overindulging. And I, I really can't stress that enough because we can put ourselves in harm's way physically and emotionally by saying things that really aren't going to assist in the party in any way, none whatsoever. This. Bam! all I have to say about that. <laughs> you are a preaching day, girl. I love it. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. So, uh, well, guys, you know what? We're going to send prayers and all of our feel-good vibes that we can to everyone out there who may be overindulged that, uh, you know what, get back on that hoff and ride on out of town. And, and I have there to say, go. I'm switching gears here, but the – the some of the Super Bowl commercials, which is one of my favorite parts. Although this was a good game, well played. The score was close. It was exciting. I enjoyed yes, this game. Was. The blowout didn't enjoy so much, but the commercials, some of them, I totally did not understand whatsoever, and others I really got a kick out of. And I did like the one of uh, where they were uh, having their dancing showdown. Uh, who was that for? Oh my gosh. It was like about the old town road. <laughs> no, I know. I'm going to have to look this up now. But that was one look of my up. favorites. like the one with Jimmy Fallon about him getting motivated to work out um, and the different things that they did to keep him, you know, motivated to uh, exercise and improve. So I thought that was funny. Um, the, uh, the one with um, Aquaman. Now that one Jason was, Momoa. yep, Jason Momoa. That one was a, a good one with Rocket Mortgage, where he was talking about he could just come home and be himself. <laughs> he started taking Christ. off his muscles and his body parts. It was the Doritos, the Cool Ranch um, commercial, where they were uh, Lil Nas was having a dance off with. Uh, um, oh, what's his name? He was on uh, Ghost Rider. He played the cowboy there. I think it's Sam Elliott. So that was oh, that was a good okay, one too. Okay, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then Lil Nas's horse was part, you know, part of. Uh, he was getting in the dance, and Sam Elliott's horse was like, "Nope, not gonna do it." So those were some of my uh, my favorites. Well, you know, my favorite was Jason Momoa. I, I like the yeah. Morty because I, I watch that cartoon and I think it's hilarious. But uh, the Jason Momoa, that when he's like, help, help, and the ladies, ladies listen to a bar with one arm, I, I lost yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I lost that. <laughs> when he took off his hair, when he took off his hair, I about rolled off my couch. That was that was something else. That was pretty good. <laughs> yes, well done. Very well done. Oh, but now, dude, before we end this show, before we end this show, I I, I gotta get on that uh, the ladies dancing because I didn't. I mean, there were some things I was like, oh my goodness. But the controversy that it's it seems more like women bashing to me uh, because I said, you know, when when you look at what happened with last year's Super Bowl and the halftime, I said we're talking about actual you know, skin being exposed. As far as I was seeing, the women were covered pretty much the whole halftime show. So I couldn't see where it it had been attacked so bad, you know, and then, you know, just uh, social media can be cruel. We've, We've talked about that before. But when you start attacking something that, all right, it's, it's later at night. And, you know, if, if if this is what was seen last year with, the, you know, the skin exposure, I'm saying at some point as a parent, 
you should know or understand that you could just change the channel and watch something else because you are still in control of your home the last time I checked. But to watch it yep. and let your children be in the same place after last year, I mean, you figure we've had, we can go back as far as uh, Janet Jackson and uh, the the NSYNC singer, Justin Timberlake. And you yep. knew that this, you know, this is at risk. So there's plenty of years to know that this could be a, a hot topic if you go ahead and watch it. Because I, I said at the end of the day, there were so many people the year prior saying they would never watch football again. And yet here they are commenting on the Super Bowl a year later. So I was like, well, it, it sounds kind of hypocritical to say, you know, it, one thing is acceptable last year, but there's no way you can have family watch the Super Bowl ever again because of this year, because you have two women in clothing. And last year, a man without uh, clothing at the uh, on his top. So I was like, I'm, I'm a little confused on that. I'm not agreeing with how much it's been attacked. Adam Levine, that was it. I did watch it, but I could not remember. But you're right. He was basically rolling around in nothing but tight jeans and tattoos. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, you know when I, I'm not going to lie. When J-Lo came out, I was like, what is she wearing? And why is she wearing? And it's not that I have so much an issue with the whole outfit, but I just feel like the, the slats that were at the top of her pants, if you want to call them, or, or her leg high yes. boots or whatever they were. I mean, that, that, that just really called into attention that zone of her body. And I'm like, yes. what? I mean, I, I thought, and to be 50, come on, guys, J-Lo was smoking. I, I got to give yes. her that. But and then when she took the black off and she had the little white underneath and she really still wasn't wearing a whole lot, but you know I I get it, but yeah that them it, I mean what they were wearing compared to what Adam Levine was wearing, um I mean he was showing a heck of a lot more skin so I guess is it just appropriate oh, yeah. because he's male he's male and and nipples on a man are okay. Because they're not a source of food, I you know I don't know, but it's it's basically the same thing. So if you're going to be in an uproar on one, I agree with Kaylin. Be in an uproar about both, and yes. and Kaylin is absolutely right. Last I knew, each person is the master of their TV set, and you know anymore everything is always going to end up on YouTube. So if you had to change that channel, you would still be able to go back and watch the performance at another time without your child if it was that big of a deal. Yeah, and J-Lo and Shakira really thank you for boosting their ticket sales for the next concert. So great job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, was I still like, whoa, what are they wearing? Yeah, I was. But I'm yeah. not going to get out there and just, just be like, you know, it's 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 the direction entertainment is going. Am I excusing it? Nope. But I'm just saying, I'm not surprised by it. I, I expect no. something like that to happen. And so yeah. expecting that, then I, I'm going to be able to make decisions based on that. Because that's exactly. where entertainment is. That's where entertainment is. Name one big major concert or entertainment show where the celebrity has not come out in something racy. I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't escape it. And that's all I have I mean, to say about that. Cause the, well, I was going to say even some of the Christian concerts, I was like, well, are you sure this is Christian? Because some of the outfits yeah. are so uh, – I would rather draw attention to the song than the singer because if we're singing for the Lord, we should be covered with reverence to him and not basically to ourselves. And I, I know that sounds funny coming from a bodybuilder, but there's a time and place. <laughs> If you go to a, a bodybuilding event, you're supposed to show your body. If you're going to a, a, a church, uh, then you're not supposed to show all of your body. And I think I, I've uh, addressed that in my personal life years and years ago, aside from when I was stepping on stage to compete. That was one of the, the first things that I was thinking about. You know, is this going to do anything to damage my witness for Christ? And and that was when when my family was explaining to me about uniforms, 
and how in basketball I, I wore a basketball uniform, in football I wore football uniforms, volleyball, same thing, and, you know, here and here, that and whatever. But when it came to bodybuilding, I had a big question about that because I was always concerned, is this going to damage my witness? So, you know, it's like there's a saying, we, we have to address who we are at some point. And if you're in your home and not at the Super Bowl, that clicker works because I'm sure you changed the channel after the game was over, and I'm sure you probably changed the channel during commercials because I know they had a big uh, thing for Kobe that night as well on a, on a, I think it was ESPN. So, you know, you are the master of your domain or should be, and if your your kid is basically dictating the rules, then I don't know how you're having a successful home life, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, Dez, anything else? No, that's all I got. Snickerdoodle shout out? Oh, you better believe it. On a cream cheesecake. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys. So on behalf of everybody out there who enjoyed their Super Bowl snacks and stayed on that horse, keep riding it. Keep pursuing those goals. You're going to get back to wherever it is you need to get back to and move beyond. So keep it up. Um, On behalf of the boys for P for P Muscle and myself, your body is a temple. So let's build it. Without Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.